Hey, welcome back to episode seven of the Hops and Bobs podcast. I am producer Tom. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. Why do I always last? That is true. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a clockwise pattern. No, that's fine. It's okay. I'm yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm always last. <laughs> yeah. And today's uh, it's producer's pick again. Again, so, wow. again, it's yeah. just, like you just had a pick. It's just coming around the, you know. <laughs> coming around the mountain. <laughs> so, so for the album, I did uh, Currents by Tame Impala. And uh, the beer I chose today is Epicure Breweries. Good old Tom. Good old Tom. I literally only picked it because it has my name in it. There it is. <laughs> but I had it before. It's really good. So. Self-centered. Enjoy. It's only good because it has my name in it. So. So thank you. I'm actually sponsored. So th- this is... Uh, uh, another New England IPA. Yes, it is. Basic batches here. <laughs> you know, basic batch. Let's work on my head this time. <laughs> choice, Joe, choice of words, well, please. Well, because, God, it's a good thing we don't have video to go with this. A few episodes ago, <laughs> when I was... You? See, what the hell happened? Oh, yeah, that's uh, at least mm, an inch heady. of head. You will never be very a heady. No. That's why I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very, uh, Just very judge citrus things behind the microphone. It does, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good scent. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, what, what glass I'm, What glass are we drinking out of? Oh, I that's have right. uh, a Funny Bone Comedy Club. Because So this beer, the are name of it. Around? I don't know. I'm for out of town. So um, <laughs> they're in like Hartford, Manchester, greater area. The, but the name of the beer, Good Old Tom, reminds me of um, – the old pawn shop commercial. Yes. yes. I don't know where they're out of. What was it called? The pawn shop? Somewhere in Hartford. Good old Tom's. Was it good I'm old pretty Tom's? sure it was, yeah. yeah. Good okay. Old Tom's. So the name brought me back to like college memories. And then we used to go to the Funny Bone Comedy Club a lot in, in college. So That's I true. figured pair the gl- that glass with the, with the nice. beer. Yeah. Uh, I went with Spider Man. Yeah, I went with the. Uh, simple. <laughs> I went with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yep. So, uh, good color. It is. Good yeah, it's color. like a, it's like almost like blondish. Mm. So what I do like though right now is that um, so the podcast drops you know at midnight right. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. yeah. But we're recording a different day. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, and usually it's the afternoon. Yes. And uh, Early cheers, evening. gentlemen. We are drinking in the morning. Yes. Eleven forty eight, boys. Cheers. <laughs> Even before noon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the beer is, is very smooth. It's got um, uh, Citra hops, uh, man, Mandarina Bavaria, and El Dorado hops. Mm-hmm. Oh, El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very uh, fancy. <laughs> so it's the road to El Dorado. Yeah. Citra El Dorado I've seen in, in a lot of New England yeah. IPAs. So those seem common. Yeah. I haven't heard of the Mandarina Yeah, the Bavaria. Mandalorian hops. Yeah. Mandalorian hops. Yeah. I haven't heard of those. Some baby Yoda shit right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. Yeah, so no, it's epic, a, Epicure. Yes, they're out of Norwich. Norwich. Yep. So relatively local. Yeah. Another good Connecticut area brewery. I really enjoy it. It's it's very it's very yeah. smooth. Yeah, it's got a good yeah. uh, right away. You taste that citrus. Yep. Like, as soon as you take that first sip, and then it kind of uh, doesn't have much of an aftertaste or anything. Exactly. Nothing yeah. Really hangs on too long though. So yep. It's, it's, doesn't, doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Although I, I could still be tasting the toothpaste in my mouth. Again, <laughs> we're in the morning. Uh, you didn't get the palate yeah, cleanser. True. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. From now on, when we record early, we just won't brush our teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just have stank breath. <laughs> we got snacks to like clear our palates. That's yeah, true. Oh, well. <laughs> Lick the table. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they're making brownies upstairs. So they, I might dab overnight. Oh, yeah. Brownies. <laughs> 
Um, Six point five percent. Yeah, so, you know your standard, right? Right in the middle there. Right there. These are sixteen ounce cans. Yep. Good. It's got like the uh, the welder's mask and torch on the front. Yeah, that's I don't know what cool. that's supposed to symbolize, but I wonder what sixty two is. Yeah, it, well, so yeah, so it says on the side of the can and like the uh, explanation, it says this one's for you, number sixty two. Hmm. So I'm assuming there was someone named Tom that they kind of made the beer after. Okay, was interesting. Was he a sports? Uh, an athlete and his number was 62. I'm gonna guess <laughs> one of those or, sportsmen's, or, or was he or was he 62 years old? Or What's, was he did he did he weld things? Or, yeah, did he work in like a factory and he was like number 62? Sorry, Tom, I keep cutting. I, I you know what? No, it's a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up. Epicure, <laughs> we need answers. I, I was looking on their on their website and I don't think we'll it was on there. Out. All right, so on their website. Um, it says, this beer is our first release to, of the popular New England IPA style. Oh. New England IPAs are known for their cloudy appearance, thick texture, and citrus flavors. Mm-hmm. Citra, man, Mandarina, Bavaria, and Eldorado hops were used in this brew. All right, here you go. Good old Tom is named after the first person to walk in the door on our opening night in 2017. Tom Sanuta, number 62, is one of our Mug Club members. His work adorns our walls in several locations. And he was a big part of making this beer come together, including being part of the brew team. We are lucky. We are lucky to have him and his wife, April, number sixty-three, on our side. There you go. That's really cool. Yeah, we I'm were, glad we looked that up. Yeah, we were wrong. Way off. <laughs> yeah. That you, makes Tom. sense. The Mug Club number. That's okay. really cool. Good for you, Tom. Good Thank you. Just think, oh. Tom. If you had waited a little, <laughs> if you waited a little longer, you could have been number sixty-nine. Yep. Oh, I know. Damn it. He was so eager to get in the front of the line that first night. <laughs> he counted 68 people. Yeah. Like, Damn, I thought I – oh, oh there, was, there was like five kids. That's why. They didn't get – they, they were under 21. They yeah. couldn't join the mug club. Um, no, so I, I've heard of this brewery. I've actually never been. Um, nope. So I'm glad, Tom, that you brought a beer from them to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally just walking through the liquor store and it said "Good Old Tom." I was like, "That's me." <laughs> yep. I, I would get that all the time at school too. Be like, yeah. "Oh, it's Good Old Tom." And I'm like, "All right, that's the exact." Well, now same. you have a beer, so. That's now true. It's, yeah. Now it's a cool thing. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. <laughs> I enjoy it. Another tasty New England IPA yeah, for sure. Yep. It's doing its job, checking all the boxes. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, then you threw through this music at us. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. Yes. I uh, I want so yeah like I've mentioned before I want to kind of have producers pick me more of like a, a mix up and like something you don't really know as well absolutely and so there here you that. go it's currents by Tame Impala so what do you guys think <laughs> so my first question I I researched Tame Impala yes um I have heard of Tame Impala but I've researched Tame Impala it's a person it's a a man yes. but the name of his project is Tame Impala which includes other. Artist, so I don't know whether to refer to it as them or him. Oh, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to be. You can do both. I don't want to get made fun of. So, so when it started on, um, I believe his first album was Lonerism. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had, you know, a live band. He would have a guitarist and right, a drummer right. and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But for this one, he kind of got rid of all of them, kind of in a reverse Foo Fighters sense, <laughs> where he did all of the music, all of the live recording. He even did like the mixing on it too. Cool. This okay. is all um, Kevin Parker, the uh-huh. yes. the lead. Yeah, Kevin um, Parker, he, the lead everything. This he is, he is <laughs> the yeah. lead. He is Tame Impala. So this is kind of like 
the first one that came to my mind was like the weekend. Like, yeah, I could see that. You it know, kind of has that similar style of of production and vocal. I mean, in terms of like a solo artist, but you're not going by your given name. You're you have like yeah. a, a group name you, yeah. or a stage name you're giving yourself. Yeah. Okay. And and, um, well, even Nine Inch Nails is similar. Like that's that, true. Right? Yeah. Like Trent Reznor does pretty much everything. Yeah. And but I mean, he has the band when he, he goes out and everything. And, mm-hmm. but yeah. So very similar. Um, I have I know I like I said I've heard of Tame Impala but I didn't know what genre he fell under right yeah I always thought it was more in the the rap genre I had no idea oh, it was no. more of like electronic kind of psychedelic yeah I I didn't realize that so that was a surprise to me yeah I believe they kind of started off as closer to like indie rock and mm-hmm. there's the one of their bigger earlier tracks is like feels like we're going backwards which is kind of in that style it kind of has more of a psychedelic influence but he kind of went further on this album yeah. okay and cool. it's it kind of shows like the cool progression that he has mm-hmm. um yeah i think he's from australia yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so that's what's really interesting reading up about that a little bit yep uh came out in 2015 so it was like right around me leaving high school and a college mm-hmm. and he wanted the album to be more like mainstream than what right. he was doing before and I think he definitely achieved that because I have heard a lot of these tracks in a party setting mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. the less I know the better how old are you at these parties? I was of legal drinking age of course Joe <laughs> good old Tom good old, good old Tom, Tom. <laughs> good old Tom. Um, no yeah for sure I, this having not heard the rest of his d- discography and his work this album definitely has that mainstream vibe like you oh, know, yeah. I can hear a lot of these songs just thrown on in different settings mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, um even like the the biggest track off of this which I meant I just mentioned the less I know the better. It's still in Spotify's top 200 tracks. So it's really? it, yeah. Oh wow. So you can still like see that it it still has this long-lasting appeal even still today. Relevant. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's like well it's like 188 but still yeah. It's, well, yeah. I guess you can say that he did a good job with that track because I have not heard any of these songs. And I had no like prior knowledge, no nothing. Right, so yep. I was clean blank slate going into this. Just I listen. I always listen to the album through once without taking any notes. Yep. Yeah. And just let it play. Yep. And then I listen to it a second or a third time, and I start taking some notes. And I think this one I took notes on like the third or fourth time through because I really just wanted to get a feel for it. And um, when I did, you know, my rankings of first, last, and you know, sleeper. Number one for me was actually the less I know the better. Oh yeah, um, you know I just thought it had a great, cool bass line. You know, very mm-hmm. catchy lyrics. Oh yeah. Um, so being like you were saying, being such a top played track, like yeah, it makes did, sense. He did what he wanted to do on that one because yeah. someone like me coming in with no idea still gravitated to that song. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I, I think that kind of uh, leads it more into like that dance centric theme because yeah. the, when you have such a, a track that's bass driven like that, it tends to be very danceable. Which kind of lends it more towards being more mainstream. Uh, another thing that I love with this album is that I didn't realize how thematic it was because okay. um, the whole storyline is that he falls in love with this girl, and that that's kind of like the beginning of it. It's like, oh, let let it happen. That's oh. like the beginning. It's kind of like he's starting to fall in love, and then the moment is like, oh shit, I'm in love. Yeah. And then he kind of starts to change himself a bit to kind of be the person that this girl wants. And then the big kind of transition moment in the track list is the less I know the better because yeah. you have gossip right before it where he kind of finds out that the girl is 
being with someone else. Gotcha. And so that well, he that, found out early that she nags because that's the second track. <laughs> <laughs> so that, there's your red flag, buddy. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, on that track, he's like, um, she was holding hands with Trevor, which is like the third line in the song. Yeah, but that's like the other um, like kind of competitor that he has with this girl, and so. That's like the second half of the album is him like being depressed and like still being kind of friends, but mm-hmm. being the friend zone. Oh, that's really cool. Oof. And so, yeah, I, I never realized how kind of thematic and well put together the rest of the album was. And concept album. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give it, you know, some some backlash in that there's some tracks on the B sides that I'm not a huge fan of, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're kind of necessary in the progression of the album to go forward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As someone who doesn't listen to this genre regularly mm-hmm. i can see how this album would would be kind of redundant to some people i mean every song has that same style it's yes. a very consistent album i can see that on the flip side from say like the yellow wolf album we talked about how every track was kind of different um but you know, this album i mean you can definitely tell yeah. who it is what album you're listening to for sure um he really did he hit that psychedelic feel in every song mm-hmm. you know that they're kind of that spacey airy kind of electronic electronic yeah. um and one of the notes i took was that you know it was almost for me <clears throat> like something i threw on in the background yes and i could find that i was like doing something and listening but it allowed me to like just kind of zone and focus on what i was doing mm-hmm. and okay. you know it was kind of like a good almost background track you kind of get lost in it mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're yeah, sitting there so trippy um, yeah, there were a couple tracks where like I was listening to it, and I'd start to do something. I actually had to go back and re-listen to it because I did. I finally zoned so zoned out that I didn't even like. It was almost like I didn't hear the song. Yeah. When I was listening to yeah. it, it was weird. So it was a whole. It was a very different experience trying to kind of pull together, you know, some notes for the album and, and you know listening to the tracks and mm-hmm. there were some tracks that it was hard for me to really differentiate from. Like I was like, okay. This sounds very similar, like you were saying, to the last track I just listened to, or and even in my notes, like a couple of them, I was like, all right, these three went together because it literally sounded like a nine-minute song, like it went from one to the mm-hmm. other to the yep. other, and then something different popped up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you even had that on the first track, "Let It Happen." Mm-hmm. It's like an eight-minute mm-hmm. or like nine-minute track yeah. that kind of has these different legs to it, but all sound pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like the first track that I ever heard from them. That that kind of like introduced me to Tame Impala. And I think it's one of their most iconic singles because you have like the the, the uh, really driving percussion that keeps it going. Um, you have that weird skipping moment halfway through the track that I thought when I first heard it, I thought my phone was like glitching out. You know, the part that just like <laughs> yeah, 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 itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I thought that was that was pretty interesting, but it turned out to be a really cool concept and it was executed pretty well for me. Um, and it kind of like builds up into these cool like phaser mm-hmm. effects that, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of swell and then hits you with the chorus a second time. Um and I think the the last part of that track where they have like the guitars come in mm-hmm. is in like a few car commercials, which is really sad. Okay. Because because I really like that track, and any any song that's in a car commercial for me is not a good song yeah, now. Yeah. But I, I thought that was pretty interesting, and a, a really cool opener to the album. Yeah, it was. I I had said it was it was a little repetitive. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess there. Yeah. And I said the only real thing about it that I was kind of eh was that there wasn't a lot of variation or like inflection in the vocals. The vocals were just very boom, yeah. kind of just there. Um, so that was the one thing for an opener that kind of was like eh. I wish he would kind of because the dude's got a voice. I mean, yeah, and he, he sings a lot in that kind of high, almost falsetto ish kind of voice. Yeah. 
Um, and I just felt like that track, which I guess, you know, you got a whole album to display yourself. You don't have to do it on the first one. Yeah. But I just found that the vocals were the one thing in that song that I kind of got a little bit like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Move on. Something yeah. different. Like, yeah. For, for me, since I have had no context of Tame Impala before listening to this, that first track, because it was, it was so long, a little long for my taste, like we were saying, but... Um, it was almost like kind of like an overture of an opera. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it seemed like it was a great representation of what's to come. Like, you know, since it was such a long album, you had like some catchy parts. You had some more um, experimental parts in that song, and I thought it did a good job at explaining what, um, not explaining, but displaying what yeah. you're about to hear. Exactly. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and that's kind of the goal of a lot of the intro tracks for albums that they kind of give you. A taste of what's to come yeah. not necessarily going to be the best song although this is one of their other biggest singles off of this album yeah right it's this and the less i know the better i gotta say i was pleasantly surprised listening to this album i i Good. i found myself getting into it mm -hmm. like mike said um it was it's a great album to put like in the background and it yeah. helped me like focus on things like the way the mm -hmm. the um songs were arranged Things like that. I, I, I liked it. I really did like the album, and I'm Good. glad uh, you brought it to the table. Something different to listen to than yeah. our, our Thank you. Thank stuff. you. Uh, track three, The Moment. Yes. Mm. I thought what was cool about that, well, cool, or I guess for some people maybe not cool, sounded a lot like The Way You Make Me Feel by Michael Jackson. Oh, the yeah. The Way You Make Me Feel. The shuffle. Okay. The way you make me feel. I could see yeah. that a little bit. I don't know bit. what it was. It's that... Like that. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, I was like... What? What? MJ? Yeah. Well, they're there. That's a thing, too, is that he has um a little bit of disco influence on some of the tracks. Yeah. That one showed. Yeah. It was funny. That was the one note I had for that song as I was like listening to it. I just... That's all I could hear in my head was uh, The Way mm -hmm. You Make Me Feel by yep. Michael Jackson, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, the, the, the song has a lot of like bouncy percussion. The really tight synth chords are really mm -hmm. interesting. And the, again, like the bass riff is really fun. It's and so it, funny that you just used that word because on the fourth track, Yes, I'm Changing, I said it was you know more ballad. It was kind of like the first ballad yeah. of it. Yeah. And I said, but it had a very bouncy synth. Yep. So yeah. it's kind of funny that you used the, yeah. the, that adjective for yeah. it. I, I did the same thing. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the moment. I think it was another uh, single off the album. Um, you know, vocals are pretty solid. Uh, the lyrics about wanting to wait for the moment of like, you know, mm -hmm. falling in love or asking this person out. Um, and I, I really like it near the end where the, the instruments swell and you have this really cool, um, like effect build up where it's like kind of phasing left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He did, yeah. And he did all the mixing on the album too, Kevin Parker. Cool. And I, so I, I just, it's, it's very versatile to see from him. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a really interesting track for me. Yeah. Um, that song you guys talked about earlier, Less I Know the Better, that was also one of my favorites. The, the bass and guitar, they're mm -hmm. locked in. I loved it. It was it was cool. Like, yeah. So I'm more of a rock guy, and, and I in, was immediately drawn to that. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was a fun song. Well, that's why I started when Eventually came on, the fifth track. Yep. Mm -hmm. It starts off heavier. Yeah. It's got more yeah. guitar mixed in with the synth. It kind of comes in yep. a little more rockish. But then I got to say I was a little disappointed because it went right back to that second <laughs> And it's not that I'm looking for him to put out a rock tune. No, not But at when all. you started like that, I kind of thought, oh, this would be a little bit of a kind of a, again, like you were saying, more of that indie rock feel mm -hmm. with the synth kind of bringing that psychedelic into it, kind of a cool mesh. Yeah. And it went right back to the pure psychedelic rock kind of feel. And I was a little like, it, it almost like, uh, you know. Yeah, it got me up and then uh, <laughs> left, left me there. Uh, <laughs> got, a little, got a little quarter shove on that one. 
we've all been there. But yeah, he 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 said it was like the most emotional song in the album for him personally. Um, what eventually was? Yeah. Okay. And um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it kind of um, that having kind of his waiting. That yeah. It'll happen. Exactly. Kind of yeah. I think he was also a bit nervous to like do that kind of yeah. ask out moment. Yep. And this is right before like, gossip, yeah. where he finds out that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, kind of like an instrumental intro. Well, in, yeah, kind so of like Nangs or you, the second you, track. Yeah, like I was just saying, um, for gossip, um, I actually wrote that it sounds like it essentially was an intro to track seven, the less I know the better. Yeah, it's basically like, what it was. Yeah, it being instrumental and, you know, it was like just. Almost like it just was one track. Yeah. It was, just came into the other one. It was all one kind of flow. Yeah, it was basically, so, for me, it was a bit more symbolic than what it actually was. Uh, very, the album as a whole had a very, like, retro 80s vibe for me. And yeah. I'm a huge fan of that when people, I'm a big retro kind of yeah. guy. Like, when someone tries to do something nostalgic, mm-hmm. you, you have me hooked. So that, that's, that was one big thing overall that had me hooked into this album. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, on that big transitional moment of the less I know, the better, um, it, it kind of goes into the second part where he kind of realizes this isn't going to happen, and that starts off with Past Life, which um, not really, especially right after one of, like, the more iconic songs, uh, not not a, not a good transitional moment for me. No. And I really didn't like the pitch down vocals. Nope. I actually wrote weird vocals. Yep. I was not a fan. Um, yeah. This was actually my least favorite song on the yeah. entire album same um but I, what i thought was really funny was you guys ever watched the movie dinner for schmucks yes yes so that guy kiernan uh-huh that is the only person i could think of for the vocals the entire time <laughs> that weird like because he had that accent mm-hmm. and he had that deep voice and he talked about like the animals and the sex and the blood and the this and that with all of his stuff and it just gave me that feel of like Remember the scene where they're dressed as goats mm-hmm. and they're like doing like they're filming yeah, dressed yeah, yeah, as goats yeah. like a big artistic. That's ex- I, I could just picture this song during that scene. <laughs> I was just I dying because on top of the fact that I think that's a very underrated movie. Oh, such yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Um, but it was I couldn't get that out of my head when I was really <laughs> listening to this song. That's pretty and I was funny. just like, yeah, no, this is not doing it for me. Yeah, that track is pretty much. Uh, an instant skip for me if I'm listening to it all the way through. Um, but yeah, it's like the, it starts to begin like this drearier tone in the album that mm-hmm. goes into disciples, which I actually really enjoy. Um, it kind of has this cool intro or like retro filter yeah. in the very beginning that kind of turns off after the first yeah. couple minutes or so. It was a cool so. tune. It was a little more, you know, had some cool guitar licks in it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a bad song either. It opens the dynamics up right after the intro and brings in the guitar and bass. It's not like the most thrilling track, but it's it's pretty fun and a, a cute deep cut. Um, but and then he goes right back into a battle. Yeah. <laughs> However, because I'm a man, I fucking love this track. Yeah. It's so it's Great so song. good. It's, I yes, I, I also enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed in the chorus. There's. The, it's the kind. It, it's the same drum beat and the same rhythmic pattern, but every once in a while he tweaks it. There's like a delay, yeah. like a rest. It, yeah, yep. and I really uh, appreciated that because it, it 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 broke up. Not that it's a monotonous track, but if he didn't do that, yeah. it would have sounded monotonous. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I I am glad he he threw in those little tweaks in there that made it uh, some ear candy. Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, th- this track, Because I'm a Man, it's one of the most powerful and, like, soul-crushing tracks almost. 
uh, the really strong lyricism about not understanding why his like masculinity makes him do a lot of things. It kind of slows down a little bit, but I feel like the buildup that it has on the verses just has this huge payoff on the chorus. That's well, like that's very, actually, I, I mentioned that yeah. the, the verses were kind of eh for me, but the chorus was just so catchy. Yeah. You know, which is mm-hmm. what it was a great one, probably one of the best choruses, you know, on the album. Yeah, yeah. Really, happy. yeah. The, the, the payoff that it has is very, yeah. it's very satisfying. So I actually wrote for the next two tracks. It's pretty funny, but I literally wrote more of the same. Like, yeah. they just kind of were like, they had the same vibe as everything else. There was nothing that really, like, stood out too crazy, except for Reality Emotion number 11. Mm. Oh, I did like the ending, that broken record, like, it kept repeating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I just thought that was a cool effect. Yeah. yeah, I just thought that was a cool effect. Like, it was something that changed the song. And then Love Paranoia came on, and I was like, it yeah. just sounded like everything else to me. I actually really liked Reality Emotion. You, yeah. might, you might hear more from that song about or from me later in the podcast yeah it's, it's a it's a bit of an underrated gem yeah I that I, I i love the up-tempo feeling um it was a really fun song yeah and yeah. uh i'm glad i found a track later in the album because everyone always tends to like listen to the a sides and then move on and like yeah. choose their favorite You're song from there yeah you, you front load and everything but that one right there really stuck out to me yeah um, definitely I enjoyed that uh yeah it kind of has those uh callbacks with like the repeated loops like you're saying mm-hmm. um I think it's pretty. It's reminiscent about of a lot of their like previous decisions that they make in the songs. Like the the repeated part is very similar to "Let It Happen." Um, the kind of style that they go for is is pretty close to what they usually do. Mm-hmm. But the way that he executes it, I think, is pretty solid. So I, I enjoy that. Um, I think personally, he could have cut the last two tracks on the album, mm-hmm. and it would have been a lot better. I agree <laughs> with you. But I actually like the last song. Oh. Do you? Yeah, I, not like I, I filled that in as my sleeper. Yeah, oh, okay. okay, I can see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. I, I for me personally, they're more important thematically than what they are sonically. Mm-hmm. But I can still find some personal value out of each of them. Yeah. Um, I thought "New Person, Same Old Mistakes" was. I, I like the bass and synth that was in it. Um, it had more of a hip hop feel. Yeah, it had a different like vibe to it, which I kind of think that's what maybe drew me in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the vocals follow that rhythm section. You know, so you got your bass and your drums and the vocals kind of are, are you know, fitting right along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been shorter. That was my one kind of thing mm-hmm. is it was too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the, the guitar came in. There was like that falsetto bridge he had. And then the synth solo kind of came in. Yeah, I, don't know, I just thought it had some cool pieces to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it maybe because so much of the album was similar that this song kind of for me stood out as a sleeper because it was like you get to the end of the album you're expecting another song to sound like the other songs mm-hmm. and this one didn't yeah. so I kind of like stuck with that oh it's got some different pieces to it it sounds a little different it's got a little more hip hop that rhythm kind of to it it just it caught my attention as as kind of like a, a deep B side I mean be honest with you my number one my last and my sleeper are all tracks 7 to 13 yeah, like, later I in the album. I don't have from tracks one through six. I didn't pick any of those as oh, like okay, yeah, you know, which I thought was sure. interesting. It's funny okay. because I maybe for the same reasons. That's why I didn't like gotcha. in person uh, same old mistakes. Okay, um, I just thought it was it, it didn't. I don't know to end an album like that. Um, it just didn't it didn't stick with me. Um, but I appreciated the the, the differences in, in genres in there mm-hmm. and the different parts. But when I when I'm finishing an album, like I don't want to, I don't know. For me, like I don't want to be introduced into something new. Like I got you. 
yeah. I, I, I want to feel that wrap up feeling because um, mm. then, but it is what it is. Who the yeah, fuck knows? yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? We're just here sitting talking about music and beer. Drinking yeah. beer. Yeah, I, I kind of wish the track was a bit more of a grand finale than yes, it was. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, yes. I can see where both of you are coming from in terms of it wasn't really the, the, the big send-off. <laughs> but but I, no, I do appreciate them for kind of switching it up uh, stylistically a bit on that last track. Um, I, I think the, the riff kind of gets a little bit repetitive over that long period. Yeah, well, like I said, that was my one big thing. It was just, in my opinion, it was too long of a song in general. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I think the entire album is a really fun, like, synth-driven funk and disco album yeah. that almost has, like, two sides to it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the first half where he's starting to, like, fall in love with this girl, and the second half where he's just kind of going through the, the rounds of not being able to have it. As someone who doesn't listen to lyrics, I appreciate that you yeah. said that because now I have a whole different perspective yeah. on the album. If you listen yeah. to it all the way through again, yeah. you can kind of feel that, especially in the sound of it. Too. Yeah. Not even just the lyrics. And, and yeah. I do listen to lyrics with some stuff, but I think I was so focused on the music for this album because yeah. it was so new to me. Right. Yes. The style that right. I missed that myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought it up because now when I go back at some point and listen to it again, mm-hmm. that's what I'll be paying attention agreed. to. Agreed. Like, yeah. It'll just be a whole nother Totally agreed. Vibe. Yeah. Yes. And especially with like a, a genre or like a, a type of music you haven't listened to well, not necessarily haven't listened to, but aren't really familiar with. Yeah. I can see how they would kind of blend together a mm-hmm. lot, like how you said you listened to it in the background a bit yeah. more. Um, but like I said, the uh, the thematic elements are really cool. And even the, the album and album cover kind of play into that, where it's like the currents of life are like, oh, you yeah. are going through something, you just kind of follow this little current. Mm-hmm. And that kind of is shown on the album cover too, where it's like those straight lines yeah. with the, the, like the bullet being yeah. like that transition yeah. and then his whole life getting all like, yeah, squiggly after that. I I uh, I, I love the cover. album cover. Yeah, yeah it's cool super cool. I can see that. I mean, who? No one buys fucking albums in the store anymore. But no. I can see that album cover like sitting on the rack with a bunch of others and yeah. immediately sticking. I'm out. sure it looks cool on a vinyl. Yes, big, bigger. I, I really yeah. want to get this. It was on real vinyl. trippy. Do they have like, it on vinyl? Oh yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. It's pretty expensive though. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, it, it was a pretty trippy image, and it reminds me of those. Um, if you ever go into like Spencer's or any stores like that, the ones that you can kind of see it move, like it's like that, like illusion. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's um, that reminded me of. So I, I looked it up and it's called Vortex Shredding. Yes, Vortex, vortex. Shredding. Yes, that is like yes. this, the style that it kind of goes for, Ooh, like okay. the, the lines going all crazy. But again, it's, yeah. Good old Tom. Good old Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's very interesting to see the popularity of the album too, like especially in an era where I would say rap and you know hip hop are kind mm-hmm. of the most prevalent. Right. Mm-hmm. This album gets so much playtime, especially in like you know a party setting. It's 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 weird to see all of these um, hip hop artists kind of endorsing them because they have a lot of remixes on popular okay you know rappers. To, I know they have a a remix of a Miguel song and like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I know. I, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted you to tell me like the. Where where does this album kind of appear more like? Yeah, no, I, I would say a bit more with like, it's slightly on the younger generation. They they really enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Um, and they actually they this so this came out in twenty fifteen. Uh-huh. Their last album just came out in twenty twenty. So oh, they wow. made people wait five years for this. Yeah. So for listeners, this was like one of the the albums they kind of had to sit on for a while. Yeah. Okay. Until their next album, the Slow Rush, came out, which was 
a little disappointing, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> tame. Was it pretty tame? It was. I tried. Well done. Well done. Was anyway. it another album he did solo or? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think there is a bit more live instrumentation, but don't take my word for it. I got you. Um, yeah, so the, I think the album art and uh, the, the title tie-in with all the lyrical themes, it, again, it adds so much more, and it makes the experience so much more potent for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, really cool. there are some duds in the track list, but I think overall this is one of like the most iconic albums of the last decade for me, cool. personally. I, I feel like we live in a time where... Um, uh, a lot of artists in this kind of genre and era aren't focused so much on the album. Yeah. Where they're putting tracks out like well, that was my next few question. times a year and everything. Yeah. So for them to choose five years or decide Did they put five years, anything out yeah, between? right. Yeah. So he he's yeah. also a bit more on the producing side, okay. which is so he has a that lot of sense. remixes of other songs. Gotcha. So that's what kind of kept him afloat for those yeah. five years. But I agree. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people now have shorter well, he, attention spans. Yeah. And so the fact that well. you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the fact that you can do that now, especially in like the digital age, is is pretty incredible. So just so everyone yeah. knows, Joe just finished his beer, so I'm glad he caught up. Oh damn! <laughs> Second place, always a bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> um, so I want to know how how'd you get into uh, Tame Impala? Well, he told you at Shit. a legal party. At a legal party, that's right. <laughs> yep. Over twenty one, and not drinking illegally right that is true <laughs> but if i was if i was of a legal age at a well we're just too party, old that's why we're, we're just too old. Too old. We're but too old. but let's find the equivalent i mean we're not that much older than tom yeah well, we are older i mean but, i gotta use my walker just to go get a beer i know that is <laughs> freaking cracking wd-40 underneath he gets his grandson to come uh, with <laughs> but it, if i'm so if you're if your first experience so tame impala was at a party it, if i'm at a party i'm not listening at all i'm just vibing i'm having a good time so I, it, it it's interesting i want to hear your perspective yeah so well, i wouldn't say the very first time i ever okay. listened to okay. them was at a party mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of artists that i found through singles and through like different yes. playlists that i kind of explored deeper from there cool that's where i get it from i couldn't tell you exactly where i heard this like come off first mm-hmm. um but it was probably around that transition time of going into college love it and um yeah, it's it's. I think it's just a fantastic album to me personally. Yeah. Where does this album sit, like, at, to use a word you use a lot, sonically, against his other releases? I think in terms of a full album listen, this is definitely his best. Cool. Nice. Okay. Nice. nice. All right. So uh, we ratings. Hit up our tracks. Yeah, our tracks. Oh yeah, I'll do tracks. tracks. First. Um, Should we start with our our, yeah, our, our top producer. our, our yeah. top track? Producer yes. Coach. Yeah. So it's kind of hard not to say that. Um, the less I know, the better is the best song, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to say Because I'm a Man is my favorite song because oh. I've listened to The Less I Know, The Better so, so many times Right. that granted in, in a vacuum, it's probably the best song, but I really like just the, I really like the powerful, the sounds that the album or that the track goes for, um, the very interesting lyricism of kind of the self-reflection of what he's doing wrong in his lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the very, very powerful build up into the chorus is just mm-hmm. so satisfying. It's just, yeah. it just makes me feel good. Cool, nice. cool. I really like it. Um, my top track was Reality in Motion. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the up-tempo beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just thought um, it was a, a, a cool song to kind of just pull out of the album and maybe throw into 
I, I, I curate this playlist where any song I love, I put that in there and I can mm. easily see myself putting that song in there and uh, enjoying it when I listen every time. Reality in Motion, my top track. I guess I'm the basic bitch because, again, I had no... <laughs> yeah. I had literally no fucking idea with this album coming into it yeah and just gravitated to the less i know the better I know, and then thomas song. says you know good old tom says it's uh fucking the main song the single or whatever the, oh yeah it has like 300 then, million streams on spotify alone uh, i guess i guess i'm fucking one of them yeah uh, <laughs> but then oh, whatever, excuse me 640 oh, million. oh double Jesus Christ. God damn. um so yeah that was my that was my top uh, but i will say then for my next when we're talking about the bottom, that was the very next song, Past Life. That those vocals were oh, just your too least favorite. fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were too weird. Mm-hmm. They reminded me of a movie. Like I said, Dinner for Schmucks. I just I, I could <laughs> not get past. I mean, it was just a very kind of boring song to begin with. Yeah, and then the lyrics and the vocals just made it worse. Mm-hmm. And I just I couldn't get it. If they got rid of that one, like you said, skip it every time. Yep. I'd be fine with it. Definitely, I would actually agree with you. Past Life is my least favorite as well. Um, it's it's and and I would appreciate this album to have a bit more of uh, a change up variety wise, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is not the change up you really want. No. You know, the pitch down vocals aren't even. He's just kind of like doing spoken word basically. That's, yeah. Um, it's so just it's just a coffee house fucking listening to someone do their yeah <laughs> open mic poetry. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I appreciate the risk he went for on it, but I just don't think it panned out for me. Yeah, I got you. All right. Um, my bottom track was New Person, Same Old Mistakes, okay. the last track for reasons I stated earlier. I also wasn't a huge fan of Yes, I'm Changing, but, um, you know. That's fair. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse tracks. Uh, um, this was incredibly – it was very tough for me to choose my favorite and then my Dark Horse tracks. Yep. I really enjoyed a lot of songs on this album. Mm-hmm. So – it's a constant um, battle for me. The, the number yes, one versus Dark Horse. Right. I guess my top track might be a Dark Horse for some, Reality in Motion. Whereas my Dark Horse track, The Less I Know the Better, would be a top. Yeah, I wouldn't really call that a okay. Dark Horse. Well, for me, an independent listener having sure. no context, yeah. That, yeah. that one almost became my top. But I... I had a feeling that that song was the song that everyone gravitated towards. Exactly. So I, I needed to look elsewhere for a top track well, for once. Wikipedia would just put that they had singles. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> they were none listed, so it made it difficult. I think, yeah. I think there are. Were there? Um, I don't know. Yeah. But, so the singles were Let It Happen, Because I'm a Man, yeah. Eventually, and The Less I Know the Better. Well, yeah. Well, then I went and done fucked up. Um, <laughs> can't even spell Nangs, right? <laughs> yeah, Nangs, Bangs. I also, I also really love The Moment and Because I'm a Man. Mm-hmm. So Reality Motion, The Moment, Less I Know the Better, Because I'm a Man. Give me those four tracks all day, and I do love them. Great songs. Yeah, I went with, uh, like we said earlier, New Person, Same Old Mistakes. It was just, it was a super different track. Mm-hmm. If it was shorter, I think I would have liked it even better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I did just like how the vocals followed the rhythm. It had a hip-hop feel. Um, it was just to be the last song and to have that much change, um, I don't know. I just that, that song caught me kind of off guard, mm-hmm. and, and for that reason, I liked it. Yep. Cool. Uh, my my uh, dark horse, I went with the moment. I thought mm-hmm. the, the bouncy percussion was really nice. The mm-hmm. synths and the bass kind of playing together really well. Uh, the lyricism kind of waiting for that single moment to kind of – decide what you want to do in life or kind of continue with what you're going to do. Uh, the instruments like building up to the very end and kind of having this really abrupt cutoff, I thought was really fun. And, uh, yeah, that was my sleeper or cool. dark horse, excuse me. 
Nice. Rate it? Yeah. I spaced out a little bit with that kind of psychedelic, you know, type of feel. Um, I think had I known or focused a little bit more on the lyrics prior to, mm -hmm. I maybe would have given it a little bump to like a three and a half because I do like when you can – that's not an easy thing to do, to write yeah. an entire album and literally make it a story. Yeah, a concept um, yes. album. Then I'd bump it to maybe like a 3.5. Um, but I'm going to stick with my original rating. I gave it a three hops. No, bops. God damn it. I'm oh, saying, Michael. Fuck me. That's okay. Yeah, that's your free. We all have made that. We get, we get a freebie. Yeah. Oh, shit. For you Six to make episode, that. Seven I'll episodes get, in? Yeah, nice God job. damn it. Thank you, you get the trophy. Well done. We all we Here, all You get an empty beer can. There you oh, go. That's a trophy. Five fucking cents. Um, I, so I rated this a 3.5. Yeah. Um, I Sonically, I, I like that word. Thank I'm you. I'm going to use that. Go ahead. Um, I really enjoyed this. It was a nice surprise for me. It was a change of pace for me, much like Love Story was for me. Nice change of pace. Um, really enjoyed it overall. I, I, I appreciated how consistent and cohesive the sound was from beginning mm -hmm. to end. Um, I thought Tame Impala did a great job. 3.5. But now my next lesson, lesson, my next listen, <laughs> okay. yeah, but my next listen, I will definitely be listening to the lyrics and pick up on those concepts you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting how it kind of weaves that all together. Mm -hmm. um, I personally gave it a four out of five. Mm. There are some tracks on there that, you know, like I said, the last two tracks could probably be cut and I feel like it would have been a, a better album, uh, again, sonically, <laughs> not thematically, but... I feel like a lot of what he does with the kind of fundamentals that he has, I feel like he just kind of nails it. It's a really fun kind of album that, um, you know, synth-driven and, and disco-styled in some tracks. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the more iconic albums, at, at least personally, because I feel like I kind of did a lot of maturing in this last decade. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like my music stylings kind of did as well. Mm -hmm. And so this this did, had a lot of... Eh, this had a lot of influence on me, personally. So four to five. Four to five. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it to the podcast because it, obviously it's very meaningful to you. So very yes. important to get that out. Thank you, Kevin. All right, good old Tom. Beer time. What are we looking? That's at? my name. I'm going to give this a two point five. Okay. Why. I just feel like it's like it's just we're getting to that point where a lot of these you know New England hazy IPAs. Again, there's no real – it's a good New England IPA. You can drink this smooth. I mean, it went down no problem at 11 a.m. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's your standard 6.5, and um, it's your hazy IPA, which are citra hops and your, mm -hmm. you know, your, your nice golden kind of cloudy look and citrusy smell. It just – it was middle of the road for me, mm -hmm. you know, just like every – you know, I'm not knocking it. I think mm -hmm. it's good. Um, you know, just was hoping it had like that little kind of twist that I didn't really see in it. Yeah. I'm giving it a 3.5. 3.5. I enjoyed it. There are some other uh, New England IPAs that I enjoy more. But I think it's good. But I, I, I'm i a, I'm a sucker for the, the big picture. And I, I love the story behind yes, the name and the, the number 62 and the, 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 the uh, mug club. We got to join the mug club. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, maybe if some breweries listen to the podcast and they enjoy what we have to say. Anyway, um, um, yeah, so I, I, I appreciated the story, so I'm giving it a 3.5. Thank you, Epicure. Yeah, I actually am going to agree with you and give it a 3.5 as well. I think it's incredibly smooth and goes down very well. 
um, kind of lacks the wow factor for me a little bit, mm -hmm. which is why it doesn't get the full, you know, five out of five. It was enjoyable for what it was. 6.5 is, mm -hmm. it's not going to kill you. Again, we started at, you know, 1130. Yeah. So for, for what it was, I, I feel like it was a, it was a pretty solid, uh, solid experience for me. Yeah. So three and a half. I, I'd be interested to go to their brewery and, and yeah. try some more. Oh yeah. I want to try some more of it. Different, you know, definitely. whether they got sours or whether they got mm -hmm. double IPAs and stouts and different things. So for sure. I definitely would be interested in that. Cool. Shout outs. Episode seven. Shout All done. Yeah. Let's uh, let's shout them out. Epicure Brewing, I believe, is uh, their website, Instagram, okay. Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't finish that. I was going to say. Expect that. I'm not, I'm not drinking all this at 1130. <laughs> I got to drive. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Tame Impala. Just Tame Impala. Yeah. T Tame and then I-M-P-A-L-A. Tame Impala. Very go cool. check them out. Go, go listen to the Slow Rush. It was their 2020 album. Came out right before... Um, Quarantine happened. There are some really good singles on that. Borderline is a great, fantastic song to listen to that. But yeah, enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks, next, Tom. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing both of these. Uh, should we, uh, next episode, episode eight, we have a great one coming to you. Um, Mike, I think it's your beer pick. Yeah. I, uh, I chose Ice Cream Man by Back East Brewing uh, mm -hmm. in Bloomfield. Mm -hmm. Such a great, uh, once again, New England citrus ice. <laughs> Basic. <laughs> Goddamn. But it is it is a pretty popular one yes. in the state. So more on that next episode. Um, it's my album pick. It is. And uh, I chose a very uh, important album right now because I, I wanted to honor the late, great Eddie Van Halen. So I chose uh, Van Halen's debut self-titled album, which, by the way, has a song called Ice Cream Man on it. Mm. Oh. So it was almost like the stars collided. So that's Almost gonna, like we planned it. I know. Star, almost like. The stars collided? Stars <laughs> aligned. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You don't want the stars yeah, to collide. The it's the good old time. Big <laughs> good old Tom at 1130. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so all, right. all that's coming to you, episode eight. Uh, keep a lookout for that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, pit, listen to the next album, get the next beer, drink along with us. Um, we hope you enjoy Hops and Bops podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out, stream us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube as well. Um, for Mike and Tom, I'm Joe, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.